Welcome to This Week in the State Line, a conversation with the local people and local topics you care about. Welcome to This Week in the State Line. I'm Steve Summers, and we decided to go north of the border to find out the situation in nearby Janesville in Rock County. So we have the city manager, Mark Freitag, here with us today. Hi, Mark. How are you? Hi, Steve. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. We've been updating individuals about the COVID-19 throughout the entire State Line area, so I reached out to you because I kind of need a report from Janesville. How's it going up there for you? Doing very well, uh, you know, as far as the community and the city uh, working together to, um, you know, get through and, uh, you know, process, if you will, um, this very challenging time. So, um, you know, it's been certainly a learning experience. Um, Some things have gone better than others, but I would tell you that uh, I think we're in a good place right now here as we kick off the month of June. Um, And, uh, you know, we've... uh, um, it's been a long, uh, what, 75 days since the middle of March when things uh, really got going. But uh, I think we're in a good place as we kick off, uh, you know, the summer here with the start of June. Um, and, uh, you know, the community is, uh, um, I think, stronger and better because of it. 75 days feels like 75 years. It really does. since the beginning of this. Um, it does, yeah. No, I mean, uh, it's just been a long, long uh uh, event, I guess. Sure. Being that uh, Janesville is north of the border in Wisconsin, concerning all the Illinois mandates that were being handed down, did you find an influx of flatlanders moving up north? Well, um, we certainly see a lot of Illinois license plates um, that have come up, uh, uh, particularly in these last couple weeks. And so, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, we're, we're certainly happy to, um, to have the visitors, uh, you know, to come to Janesville or to pass through Janesville, you know, on their way uh, north uh, to the North Woods and things. But, um, you know, I would tell you that, uh, um, you know, we've been focused over the past uh, 75 days now on, uh, as a city of, you know, making sure that we maintain our our municipal services, those essential services. Um, And when we talk, uh, you know, as a city, you know, we, we recognize that we sit along the interstate. And so we're not only focused on our residents, and the businesses that are located in Janesville, but we certainly focus on the visitors that uh, either come to Janesville for shopping or stop off on their way moving north. And so we certainly, um, you know, always appreciate the business, and so do our businesses. Um, They certainly are more than happy to uh, uh, take good care of uh, Illinois customers that, uh, you know, may be passing through. Talking to Janesville City Manager Mark Freitag. And so as we move forward now, have you heard from some of the businesses who are struggling who are not going to continue on? Did you have any of that happen during the whole COVID-19? Yeah, so we've, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, obviously in Wisconsin, Safer at Home, uh, you know, lasted about 60 days. Um, uh, you know, it ended here at the end of uh, um, about the third week of May. Um, and, uh, you know, it, our, our business community took a pretty good hit. I mean, it was hard um, on a lot of our businesses, specifically uh, smaller businesses. Um, our uh, uh, unemployment rate during the month of April um, is at, uh, you know, just over 18%. So our, our workforce, you know, uh, really, really took a, a hard hit with the closures of a lot of um, businesses around the community. Um, I would tell you that, uh, you know, Janesville has been through something similar with the closure of the GM plant back in 2008-2009, followed by that Great Recession. And so, um, you know, the city over the last uh, 10 years has been very focused on diversifying the economy, making sure that, you know, the, um, that we have lots of uh, different businesses that can weather the storm. And we really are very confident that uh, um, with the lifting of restrictions from Safer at Home, 
Um, and and uh, I won't call it a return to normalcy, but certainly a, a new normal, a return to a new normal, um, you know, that, uh, you know, our businesses will start to turn back on. Um, obviously, there are a lot of guidelines out there as far as um, how businesses can do so safely, not only for their employees, but for their customers. And that's what we're seeing around the community. And so we um, we certainly don't want to rush to failure uh, uh, as a community. And that's been one of my uh, key messages for our uh, um, for our population and um, the folks that live here in Janesville is, you know, let's uh, take this one day at a time. Let's figure out how we can move forward um, successfully, um, but to do so safely. And uh, and so that's what we've been focused on. Um, I know that there are a lot of businesses out there that uh, remain closed because they're waiting to see what happens here during the month of June. Um, you know, obviously safer at home lifted uh, at the end of May, and so what's going to happen during the month of June. And I think we're really at a pivotal point um, in our community as far as what happens with our COVID-19 um, numbers. Uh, you know, uh, Wisconsin, the numbers continue to increase. Um, Rock County, uh, our numbers continue to increase. And so um, we are very, very uh, interested in watching what our, uh, what our statistics and our data points look like here over the course of uh, the month of June. Always better to err on the side of caution and, and be safe. Have you created any new initiatives or anything new that you're very proud of for your businesses and through the whole pandemic? Yeah, I, I think the, the biggest thing is, is uh, you know, our city council just approved um, an economic recovery plan, um, which, you know, has a lot of initiatives in it. But the one thing that we were able to include in there is a, uh, a micro-loan program for small businesses. Um, and, you know, there's federal funding out there, there's state funding, and there's even county funding to assist um, biz- the business community. But we've recognized that there are some uh, businesses out there that don't qualify for any of those programs. And so we developed a micro-loan program to really uh, fill that gap of those businesses that don't qualify for a variety of reasons under those other programs. We were able to seed it with uh, $100,000 in um, some funding that came from a closure of a tax increment financing district uh, that just happened here this year. And so we've got you know $100,000 to be able to assist um, some of our small businesses weather the storm um, that they've experienced over these past 75 days. And so um, really very pleased with that, excited that the council approved that. And I think it will be you know, a good, uh, uh, you know, a good thing for us to provide to that business community as we move forward. We are talking to Janesville's city manager, Mark Freitag, uh, about COVID-19. So as we have you on the phone here, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about the construction on I-90 and 14. Uh, how's that going and how's that been affecting business and such in Janesville? Yeah, no, I think, uh, you know, frankly, it's been fascinating. And one of the things that the the DOT told us is, is that, uh, you know, when, uh, when the coronavirus, you know, hit the community, um, you know, obviously traffic slowed down and the construction effort along the I-3990 corridor actually was able to move faster and, uh, uh, you know, do more um, in the same period of time because of less, uh, less traffic on the interstate. And so, you know, frankly, I live at uh, the intersection of uh, I-39 and uh, Wisconsin Highway uh, 26, Mm-hmm. Um, and that interchange is uh, there every day. There's something new. It's fascinating to watch it. Um, obviously, you know the business community is concerned about folks, um, you know, not getting off there. But I'm, I'm, the message is, is you know, J- city of Janesville remains open for business. 
Um, you may not be able to come in uh, and dine indoors, um, depending upon the particular restaurant, and that's really up to them. Um, but, uh, you know, the businesses are open, and we encourage people to uh, stop here in Janesville uh, and take advantage of, you know, gas stations, uh, retail stores, um, and then certainly our, uh, our restaurants in the community. So as we have a couple of minutes left here, Mark, uh, anything that you're uh, viewing on the horizon that you're particularly proud of, something that's new coming to Janesville or Rock County? Yeah, I would tell you that, uh, you know, um, you'd have to leave the interstate and come to our downtown, but uh, 2020 is uh, the opportunity for um, our town square uh, to be finished up. And we've been working over uh, since 2015 um, to develop a town square in the heart of downtown Janesville. Um, we're finishing up our final uh, portion of that this year. Um, it'll be dedicated here uh, this uh, fall, and so it's fascinating to have watched the progress over the past five years, um, and we encourage folks, uh, you know, to come check out downtown Janesville um, and specifically our new town square. It, it sounds fabulous, and, and Mark, I've really enjoyed our conversation. It sounds like Janesville is in good hands. Keep up the great work, and uh, by all means, keep us up to date on anything that changes. Thanks, Steve. Happy to help anytime and answer questions. Janesville City Manager Mark Freitag on This Week in the State Line. Back with more in a moment. It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody, squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. I'm Steve Summers, and this week we're having a round robin of mayors, and we stop in Freeport to talk to Mayor Jody Miller this morning. How are you, Jody? I'm well. Thank you for having me today. We appreciate it. We love Freeport. Go pretzels. We love everything about that town. Um, (laughs) Yes, we do. We were wondering about COVID-19 and how that has affected your situation in Freeport and Stevenson County. Well, you know, as of this morning, um, the numbers that came in last night, we have... Right now, 212 that are positive, 100, or I'm sorry, 1,855 that are negative. And unfortunately, we have five deaths that are, that are with COVID. I believe they're all with COVID, not from COVID. Um, in my mind, that's, that's a huge difference. So, um, unfortunately, we do have that. So, you know, we're, we're maintaining, um, roughly about 90% of our tests that come back are negative. And so I'm very thankful for that, Steve, because all along, even under any of the guidelines of the governor, we have always been underneath those, uh, testings and we're continuing to flatten out. Do you think because of the location of the town being more rural, further away from Chicago may have helped? Well, I don't think it hurts. You know, um, we, we just, we have a community that's really been trying their best to maintain the distancing and following all those procedures. And so, um, you know, I think people are just are just very much aware 
of wanting to maintain that safe standard, and it's really helped a lot. You've seen a lot of the residents wearing the face masks and following all the protocols? Yeah, you know, I would say the majority of them do, and, you know, I respect the fact of, you know, everybody has a different opinion, but we have we have a number of stores that are, are mandating that, and people are complying. And, you know, if you don't want to, that's okay. I, I believe in the freedom of choice, and so if you don't want to do that, then, you know, find yourself a store that doesn't require that. So um, everybody has that freedom to choose. Since we're just talking about businesses, what's the uh, state of the economy, local businesses, and the mindset of City Hall concerning the whole Phase 3 effort now? Sure. You know, um, we're, we're anticipating the revenues to be down just simply because of, you know, the closing of businesses and certain things. Um, and then we're anticipating that those numbers are going to start to come back as customers are being more comfortable returning to business. And honestly, we, we had some expansion plans that had to go on hold. We have a few stores that um, that were going to be coming into Freeport, and so now hopefully by the end of the year uh, we can go in that direction and those businesses can start, um, you know, doing their rehabbing of the places that they're going into and, and be able to get open by the first of the year. I know the uh, the security, safety, and also the health of all your stores and businesses in Freeport is important to you. What proactive measures is the city doing to keep businesses going and even returning or coming with the new projects and such? Right. You know, uh, right out, right from the start, um, we we gave all of our establishments that pay food and beverage tax to the city. Um, we asked them to keep track of their numbers from uh, March and April so that way we could keep it on the books, but then we gave that money back to them. So we gave back those two months' worth, and then right now we are just at the season of renewal for our liquor licenses, and instead of having a 12-month, we've prorated it, and we're just going to charge them for a 10-month license uh, instead. And we um, made it immediately that we were not doing any water shutoffs because people couldn't afford to pay their bill. We didn't put any late fees on, so we've been trying to do those kinds of things. Um, and, you know, the city had to take a real hard look at our budget, and so we ordered all of our departments to have no non-essential spending. Um, in our capital plan, we were anticipating that we were going to buy three new squad cars, and we cut that back to just having one. Um, we have lots of positions within the city that we are not filling currently at the moment because we're looking at right now about a million and a half dollar uh, impact to our budget. So we're just doing everything we can to maintain um, staying in a good way within our budget. So um, those are the those are the current things that we're doing right now. And um, and actually, Steve, you know, since April, um, I've been trying to work on plans of how do we safely open our establishments because they're struggling. You know, our mom and pop stores are struggling terribly and it's heartbreaking to see that, you know, we have people that have poured their entire life into establishments and in moments it's they're on the, the fence of, I'm not sure if I'll ever be able to reopen. And I've always stood for the fact that if a big box store can be safe, I believe that our small businesses can be safe as well with guidelines and safety measures. And so I have I have been working on multiple plans on what does that mean for our businesses, and then things change, and then you have to scrap it, and you start back over. Um, and so actually on Monday night, I'm, I am putting forth a resolution that um, can help those small businesses that are suffering, and it's simply setting forth guidelines and expectations in order to reopen if you so choose not to follow the governor's plan. We're not determining whether they can. We're not saying that it's okay. We're just saying that if you choose, we expect 
that you follow certain guidelines, and that kind of goes hand-in-hand with what I believe Rockford is doing as well as far as the Clean Hands Open Door pledge that businesses are taking, that they, too, want to be able to... um, you know, get back open, and they want to their their customers to know that they're safe walking in. So we're just telling our businesses that if you hold a state license, then we're suggesting that you contact you know your own attorneys and find out what your risks are, and and you need to evaluate whether that risk is in is is something you want to do. And and so, um, but just encouraging our residents to exercise personal responsibility to remain respectful and supportive to be able to do both, keep our citizens safe, and get our economy moving forward. You know, we're in some extraordinary times, and so we want to do all of those things in order for our businesses to be able to survive as well. We are talking to Freeport Mayor Jody Miller today on This Week in the State Line. Uh, Sounds like you're very proactive with the businesses and the mom-and-pop shops, which is awesome. Uh, Any word concerning the direction of the Stevenson County Fair? We heard that the Boone County Fair was canceled. Other festivals have been canceled. We haven't heard anything from Stevenson County Fair yet. Well, um, actually, tomorrow their board meets, and so they will be discussing that, trying to weigh it all out. You know, our schedule, uh, our fair wasn't scheduled until the end of July. You know, it seems like tomorrow things change rapidly. It doesn't doesn't seem to make any difference. So I think they're holding off as long as they can. I'm sure they'll make a decision based on, on the best information that they have at the time. Um, and and I and I would understand why they would cancel if they had to. But you know, we're we're at a city level, we're only looking out two weeks at a time just because of the ever-changing circumstances. But we do have events that are still planned for the fall, and they're moving forward uh, trying to go in that direction. Like our Paint the Port is a very successful downtown event, and so you know they're, they're actually coming up with plans to be able to keep people, families, at an eight-foot distance, which is even greater than what the governor has asked for. So um, we're just trying to do everything we can to continue to move forward. And obviously the current events keep changing rapidly. Uh, the city of Freeport and the headlines concerning uh, or the curfews and such. How's the city handling the current status? Well, last week we did have a, a curfew um, that we had put in place. Um, you know, it's really too bad that you have a few violent individuals that appear in peaceful demonstrations and cause such havoc. So at the, at the request of our uh, police department and our sheriff, and uh, we, we did have a curfew set in and most likely will be this weekend as well. You know, it's really too bad. Um, it, the, the, the murder of, of Mr. Floyd was senseless and tragic to say the very least. And our society cannot tolerate the racism. And it's a very, very important time for people to be able to be heard. And the city respects that First Amendment right. And we encourage that First Amendment right. However, um, this has got to be done without bringing more pain and destruction to any city. Violence, looting, uh, destroying property only causes more suffering. And so I urge any citizen within the listening distance to have your thoughts be heard, but to do it in a safe and peaceful manner. Love it. Freeport Mayor Jody Miller, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, If anything ever changes or if you ever want to talk again, you have my number. Please reach out. Thank you. I appreciate the time. Stay healthy and stay safe. You too. Rockford Mayor Tom McNamara is next on This Week in the State Line. Yeah, military life can have its challenges, but sometimes veteran life brings more. While serving in Iraq, an IED took both my legs, but it didn't take my spirit. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. My name is Greg Gadsden, 26-year Army veteran. With the right support, 
more veterans can reach victories great and small. DAV helps veterans like me get all the benefits they've earned, and that can be a life changer. DAV provides a lifetime of support to veterans of every generation, helping more than a million veterans each year. Today, I'm an entrepreneur, photographer, and public speaker. But there's more to be done and more victories to be won. With the right support, there are no limits. My victory is just being the best that I can be. Greg Gadsden, thank you for your service. May your victories inspire many more. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. This week in the State Line rolls on. Rockford Mayor Tom McNamara joins us. What a crazy week, and it continues in the State Line. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Steve. Thanks so much. Really appreciate the opportunity to be on with you again this week. So, obviously, COVID-19 has taken a backseat to all the unrest, the protests, which, when it's done peacefully, makes more sense than the violent part, correct? Certainly. I mean, uh the protests are incredibly powerful uh, and significant. I mean, I think we're really at a historic time in our country that uh, folks who may not have always agreed are coming together uh, rightfully so, saying that uh, parts of our institutions absolutely need reform and need it now. And are you working, I know, with uh, the chief of police and organizations to have peaceful protests? Absolutely. So I am in contact with uh, the chief and other uh, agencies multiple times throughout the day, all day, all night. And uh, by and large, uh, the protests here in Rockford have been incredibly peaceful. uh, uh, And we appreciate that. And I would say we have heard the voices uh, and we are ready to continue to listen. Uh, Then uh, create an action plan and then act. I guess the acting sooner than later is the game plan now. It certainly is, but I, I don't want to lose the importance of listening to uh, our community. I think we did that. Uh, when you look at the work that we did with domestic violence, we listened to survivors. And I think at this time, it's incumbent on me as the leader of the city to make sure that I'm listening to our black community specifically to hear uh, what they have went through and to take those common themes that I I hear and put them into an action plan, and then it's incumbent on me and the city council, potentially even the county, uh, the state, and hopefully the federal government to act. Uh, so that we live in a more equitable uh, society and certainly a more equitable city. Then one last question about the whole concept of protests. Uh, A lot of people have been asking, why didn't Rockford set a curfew? I'm going to give you a chance to explain. It's proven to be pretty ineffective in most cities across the country. Mm -hmm. Uh, Two, I think it has the opportunity to agitate uh, more individuals. And overall, I just think there's uh, a lot more downside than there is positive side. Very good. As far as COVID-19, is there a lot of concerns now that it's going to spike back up because of the protests? I would say not just because of the protests, but uh, obviously we entered into a new phase that opened up a significant amount of uh, our economy and numerous new segments of our economy, if that's uh, personal uh, care, if that's uh, working out, uh, all manufacturing, all, all retail, outdoor restaurants, and so any time that there's gatherings of individuals uh, and they're not taking proper precautions uh, for their own selves and the selves and the individuals around them, it obviously is a cause for concern. But I, I need to ensure that everyone that COVID is real and it has not gone away in this last week. I mean, uh, really tragically and incredibly sad. Just yesterday, we lost six more lives uh, to COVID here in Winnebago County. So. 
uh, it is very real. It's something we all need to take seriously, and I urge everyone to continue to, uh, when possible, practice social distancing. Uh, but really, they need to be wearing their face coverings, and they need to be washing the surfaces around them as well as their hands as frequently as possible. I noticed the governor canceled or at least doesn't plan on having any more daily press conferences. Are you still considering to have your two a week? So at this time, yes. Uh, we canceled uh, Mondays for a host of reasons. Uh, and so at this time, unless things change, and they always could, uh, but at this time we are still moving forward with our Monday and Thursday regularly scheduled press briefings. And are you still in touch with the governor concerning phase four and possibility of moving to that stage daily or weekly, or how's that communication going? We are in communication pretty consistently and constantly with the governor's office uh, about phase four, but also about what things uh, are going well in phase three. So, yes, uh, we've had tremendous communication there. Uh, with the governor's office as well as our state legislators. And I know time is tight for you, so I'll just give you one last chance to say any positive news coming out of Phase 3 or anything that you've been working on that you'd like to share positive-wise? I guess I'd like to focus on the protests. I, I think there's been a lot of attention on negative aspects. I mean, there certainly is no place, and it uh, can't be tolerated, the looting and things of that nature. But understand uh, our country was has always seen great movement in positive directions because of protests. And it's impressive to see young people stand up and say, this is not right. We demand action. Uh, and so I am willing and able to and eager to meet with anyone in our community who believes that we need to see positive action so that everyone who calls Rockford home has an opportunity to prosper and succeed, feel safe, and we can build this more equitable community uh, together. Well said. Well, stay safe, stay healthy, and we always appreciate your time every single week. Thank you, Steve. You take care, and thanks for all that you do. Rockford Mayor Tom McNamara on This Week in the State Line. Thanks for listening. Join us next Sunday morning at 6 for another edition of This Week in the State Line, or subscribe to the podcast at rockfordradio.com. This Week in the State Line is produced by Midwest Family Illinois.